That's what purpose really is. And I think it's uh, important we all remember that it's not about, oh, touching thousands of people. It's simply using your signature strengths Mm -hmm. to positively impact the world around you in a way that only you can. Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Black Puppy Radio. You guys, I'm so excited about the guest today. I got the incredible Dr. Jade Tita on the show for you. Man, Jade is all kinds of amazing things. He is a super smart naturopathic physician and author. He's written seven books, you guys. He's a philosopher a strength and conditioning specialist, a podcast host to his epic show, one of my favorite podcasts called The Next Level Human Podcast. And in addition to all of that, Jade operates a highly successful multifaceted online business. You know, outside of that incredible list, from my perspective, Jade is a very warm, creative, wise, and deep individual who I honestly could have kept talking to for hours. You know, I love this talk so much, you guys, because Jade and I have so many shared passions from health, fitness, performance, self-development, philosophy, you know, so I picked his brain in all of those areas as much as I could in this talk without making it a five-hour conversation, and it it wasn't easy at all. I will say this talk takes a deep dive in self-development. So think, you know, talks around self-identity, passion, purpose in life, process, Jade's powerful perspectives and frameworks in these areas. It's so, I just, I love this talk so much. So a few powerful takeaways I want to give you up front from this talk that I think are really important are, you know, how Jade found interest in hormones and how he arrived to be a naturopathic physician with a focus in endocrinology and how he evolved his career in all areas of his purpose. How listening to yourself is so important for you to live on your highest path how pain is a powerful catalyst for powerful growth, choosing not to be a victim in your life, champion all day long. Jade's empowering and unique perspective on the quote, everything happens for a reason. I love that piece so much. The difference between meaning, passion, and purpose Jade breaks down, you know, his belief on the three reasons that we are here to learn, to teach, and to love. Getting energetic validation for your work. So what is this and why is it so important? The stories we create about ourselves that can trap us in identities that don't serve us. Operating your life from the lens that you are more than a human, you are an experience. How your physical state impacts your mental state and Jade's breakdown on his four jobs, career and finances, health and fitness, personal relationships, purpose and meaning, and how all of these important aspects of our lives 
affect the others. And so much more, you guys, that was truly the tip of the iceberg. Um, you know, this conversation is so rich in thought provoking ideas that will for sure make you think deeper about yourself, your passions and your purpose in life, as well as your approach to your health and you know, it'll have you investigating the ways that you can become more rooted, clear, and stronger in all of these important areas of your life. I loved every minute of this talk with one of my new favorite friends that is the amazing Jay Tita, and I know that you will too. Let us know that you're listening to this conversation by screen grabbing it, throwing it up on your IG stories, and tagging both of us. I'm at Roxy Look, Blackwell Beauty, and he is at Dr. Jade Tita. All of his information is in the show notes, and it's time to hit play and let you guys enjoy this talk with my amazing friend, Jade. Enjoy, you guys. So I'm notorious for just starting like, hi. Hi. <laughs> hi. Okay, microphone check. Yo, Jake. What's hey. happening, Rob? I'm so excited to have you here. I'm, I know. It's like, truly, it's almost overwhelming in the best way because you you touch on all a lot of the things that I am very passionate and love, like philosophy, mm-hmm. self-development fitness, training, um, biology, man, you're, you've, yeah. That's why a mutual friend of ours, right? Esther got Esther, us together. And I told her, I said, you. I said, yes, I'm already falling in love with her. Oh, <laughs> she knows she's, she's amazing. Love you. Love you so much. Yeah. So I thank you for making time. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's Cause I'm going to pick your fucking brain. Right now. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm going to pick yours too. <laughs> I'm so excited. So no, I am almost overwhelmed because I'm like, where do I even start? You know, you are, you know, an integrative physician, endocrinologist, hormones are gnarly. It's like a fucking universe. (laughs) And to understand the constellation and all the plant and that, you know, is our endocrine system. Yeah. yeah. That's next level. Yeah. It's, you know, it's interesting. I don't know how I always laugh because I don't know how I got to this point where not only do I specialize in hormones, but female hormones. And I'm so not female. <laughs> if you look at me, I'm like, I'm like, this, so no. yeah, I'm like this big, like burly dude. <laughs> but um, I find that aspect of uh, physiology the most fascinating. And, you know, most of my clients throughout my career have been women. So in the beginning, you know, kind of being this young, ignorant, arrogant dude was brought kicking and screaming sort of into this work. And I think it's made all the difference. And, you know, so I love it because I think, you know, you and I coming from, you know, a similar background, it's, it's really important when you kind of think about the idea that for, you know, most of my upbringing, you know, when I was first doing this stuff, it's all calories in, calories out, calories in, calories out. It still is mostly, and we're just now starting to understand how important hormonal interactions are. And, and, you know, not just sex steroids, but all of the hormones and how they impact hunger and cravings and sleep and mood and exercise performance and exercise recovery and all these things. Now, the, the one thing that I think has happened is we've kind of gone a little too far and said, you know, now some people just are saying that's everything, just like the calorie right. people were saying that's yeah. everything. Yeah. And the truth is that the merging of the two brings new opportunities and new results and new ways of approaching physiology. And so that's why I love this work. It's it's just super exciting. I love that. I think it's so refreshing because I see that so often, too, especially social media. You know, it's it's you have these two camps, right? You have the calorie in, calorie out. You have the hormone. And I'm like, how how do you guys not see that it's all of it? Yeah. 
you know? And so you, and so much of what you put out, I mean, you are a very prolific man, by the way. <laughs> but you've got like six books or something? Is it six? Am I right? Yeah. I mean, I have seven now. Yeah, seven? That's, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Just seven. <laughs> Seven yeah. books. Oh my God. That's amazing. That's um, sweet. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. But in addition to your books and your podcast, which is so dope, I mean, the content that you put out on social media is awesome. It's, I'm literally like high fiving you so much because I feel, um, well, it's just, first of all, you're evidence based, you know what you're talking about. And, you, I feel like you, you do an excellent job of looking at the whole picture. Mm -hmm. So I am what I've called myself a holistic high performer. We hear high performer all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you to me. I can't imagine it being any other way. So I don't want to just be high performing in my business life or in, you know, my body composition or whatever. I want to be kicking ass from within and out. And if anything, I know, and I believe that if I am truly kicking ass from within mind, heart, body, health, all of it, then the outside starts to line up for me in desirable ways. Right. Yeah. So I just, where I'm aligning us is really looking at the whole picture Really, when it comes to life, I mean, when we go, you, what do you call yourself? A meathead philosopher? <laughs> and what was the other? There's like science, I don't, I forget how you <laughs> framed it, but it was dope. Um, yeah. So let me ask you this How did you get into, how did you become a physician? Where did that come from? Were you a fitness junkie first, mm. bodybuilding? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Well, it's 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 funny. It's the same reason I vibe with you when you when you see someone who kind of thinks a little bit more globally, holistically. Um, I think that's the way that um, as as people mature, we all eventually get there. But if we go back to the beginning, it was sort of uh, just focused. It was just focused on fitness, looking good. Right. right. And, you know, um, then it turned into performing better for football. Right. So I think your passions sort of lead into sort of your meaning. And so now I was like very much into football. Mm -hmm. Fitness, though, was the underlying thing. And then that carried over into studying biochemistry in undergrad and also carried over into being like, hey, now I want to learn about nutrition because I want to look good, but I want to feel good and perform better. Right. So that's sort of adding layers on. And then I kind of had a choice at that point to be either healer or teacher. And mm -hmm. um, going into medical school, that's why I went to the school that I went to, because I saw that if I'm going to really do, you know, sort of this healing slash teaching thing, I don't know that I just want to do drugs and surgery. I want to anchor myself in health and fitness and mindset. And that led me to being sort of the integrative, you know, sort of route. So I am a naturopathic physician. A lot of people don't know that about me. Bastyr University is where I went to school. And then like you, right, being this high performer and sort of blazing your own trail, it's mm -hmm. something as I watch you, I can just kind of see that that's kind of how you are. It's path like a creator. Yeah, exactly. You create your own path. Mm -hmm. And I figured that out um, too. I was like, you know what? I don't have to do it like every other physician or every other naturopath. What I said is I said, look, here are all the things I'm... I'm good at and that I love, you know, I'm a, I'm a strength and conditioning 
person. You know, I have multiple certs in that. I, I love psychology and philosophy. I have multiple health coaching certifications. I'm, I'm an integrative physician and biochemist, and I want to do all those and teach in those areas. And so I made a choice to go in that, that sort of direction. And, you know, here's the interesting thing about that, right? Like it worked out. I don't know that it always does, mm -hmm. but uh, it's something that, you know, I got lucky and I get to do my purpose for a job. And now, you know, you and I, you know, get to sit here and talk about this. But to me, I think sometimes it's it doesn't always work out that way, mm -hmm. but I would have been doing it regardless. Even if I was, you know, sort of a, a computer programmer, I still would be living this lifestyle and eventually wanting to teach this. And so yeah. to answer your question about how I how I say it, I'm like, you take a take a you know, natural medicine nerd, put that in, you know, sort of a nature boy, throw that in a blender with, you know, a strength conditioning specialist with a naturopathic physician with a philosopher and you have an idea of who I am. Right. And it's amazing. And when I look at people like you, it's the same thing. It's probably why we, we vibe because you also have wear multiple hats. And I mm -hmm. think we're seeing this more and more where people go, I don't have to be defined by one aspect of myself. I'm just going to own all of this and see yeah. if I can create a path where I make a living out of that or at least make a difference. Because sometimes that's not always the same. Sometimes true. your living finance is how you make a difference. But every once in a while, you get to your living and your ability to make a difference coincide. And mine does. And I think yours does as well. And that's yeah. been you know just amazing to, to have that. I love that. Yeah. No, I think um, underneath all of that is you have to have the ability to listen. Mm -hmm to self. You have to, because how I frame it is like, you are on your highest path in life. That's what I believe, right? I'm on my highest path. And how I know that is because even amongst all the challenges that I face day in, day out, and there are so many, right? Um, I fucking love it. Like I get up every day eager, literally eager to just live another day of my life, you yeah. know? And so if, and there's a lot of people who obviously who unfortunately don't feel that they don't want to get out of bed. And so to me, I'm like, are you on your highest path? You know? Um, so I think you've done an excellent job at listening mm -hmm. to yourself, right. And just kind of feeling things out. Like one of the things I've heard you say, actually it's an, <laughs> Your incredible book I've got right here. Oh, that's sweet. Human yeah, that. no, it's dope. I know. I, you know, a goal for me, I've been writing my whole life. Um, I have over 20 years of writing in my home. And, um, you know, I write, essentially, it's like daily meditations. It's process perspective. And for sure, sometimes I integrate like th things that are happening in my life. But uh, one of my goals when I put out my first book is I want to be underlined. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. You, to sir, be, yeah. are underlined. I mean, you talked about, hold on, let me move this over here, but where, okay, hold on. There was something, I just lost it. Where was I? Where was I? Bring me back. Bring me back. <laughs> Talking about process. It's something about like, you have to move in action. And mm -hmm. as you are moving forward and kind of piecing things together and essentially following the bait, this is not your, your words. I'm mm -hmm. Then things start to unfold or maybe yeah. it's like the, this part right here. Um, you're like, I can't read over there. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, but I, I kind of know, I think I know where you're going. Trust the process and the right time and path will become. It has no choice. Yes. Boom. Yes, yes, yes. Yep, absolutely. And, and that, you know, when that's most important, I think, uh, and I'd love to get your take on this and even the listeners sort of think about this. What I've discovered is that 
trusting the process. Mm -hmm. The reason we have to say that is because as humans, like one thing I know about you and you know about me and we know about everyone listening to this right now is I know you got deep pain. That's the, that's what it is about being human. I know everyone listening to this has deep pain and my, what I think I've discovered and I don't know. And I bet you, you know, you maybe have a perspective on this too, which is why I'm bringing this up is that that is actually the thing that has pointed me in the direction of where I have gone. Like there's certain aspects that I wouldn't have brought out that I now teach had I not had some of the fears and failures and slip ups and, and deep dark times of sort of my life. And so I think when you trust the process, part of that trust and the most important aspect of that uh, trusting is when you are in those painful, confused, overwhelmed, deeply, uh, you know, sort of times of misery and pain dark moments dark moments and yeah. that's what you know it's funny when i look at your one of my favorite things uh you know when i look at your instagram which i love this about instagram because you can kind of have people be share and you can yeah. see you know there's this one where you're running down the beach right <laughs> <laughs> you're running down I'm the beach playing. and you know and you're playing and you're smiling and it's just one of these things you say oh my god i love the energy yeah. of that and i think that what happens is when we humans see those things yeah. we think they come just out of nowhere. We think it's just natural. But my thought is, and I'm curious if yeah. you feel the same way, my thought is that actually those things come out of partly our pain and being able to integrate it. Because without pain, we don't have empathy. Without suffering, we don't have sort of this source of meaning and we don't integrate it in a way that makes us go, I am so lucky to be running down this beach and doing what I do. And I just, I'm in sort of love with life. And you can see it with people and the way they show up in their work and in their relationships and just in general moments of life. And I think that speaks to that. And I think a lot of people get lost in that because they go, I want to avoid the pain and the suffering. And I just want to deal with the the good times. And they forget that all of this goes into sort of living your you know sort of path. No, I love that so much. I often say that pain is such a catalyst for growth, mm -hmm. you know? So you know, for me, so let's back up to when I was 16, a long time ago, 16, 17. Um, I, I blew out my knee in Taekwondo mm. and I, up until that point, I was, you know, an athlete. I was a competitive runner before that. And then I kind of bowed out of that and started surfing and that became my whole life. Right. So I hurt my knee. Um, I never had to, I never thought about diet or anything. I, in my mesomorph body, I always had a six pack. Right. Mm. Like, um, and now all of a sudden I can't walk. I can't use my right knee. And it would be two years, three surgeries later. Um, you know, I'm on the pretty much standard American diet and I gained weight. So why am I sharing this? Because I was like, what the fuck? Who, this is not my frame. This is not, you know, and that would start so many uncomfortable years of me, painful, painful years of me feeling you know, not in my body. Right. Um, it also started the process and path for me to get super dialed into biology and start learning and researching and, and really falling in love with nutrition, nutrigenomics and all these things. And I mean, this is a long journey, yeah, right? Yeah. And so while I'm not an expert, um, I mean, I know a lot of shit mm -hmm. and I've definitely cracked the code to my body and figured it out, you know, over the years. And I have enough, uh, knowledge at this point to, to be able to share, you know, with others and 
you know, guide in some ways as well, but pain was a catalyst, you know, for me in that. Uh, and then also I think just to add to this is that, yeah, being an entrepreneur, you know, celebrity makeup artist, that's a freelance career. And now you have this aspect of my career life brand podcast, you know, entrepreneur, the challenges that come with both of these paths every single day, it gives me an option. It gives me an option, uh, every single day to be a victim or a champion. Oh, I love that. You know, and mm. so, and I am allergic to the victim. So. I'm the mindset. Like I, I, and so every single day I do all the things that keep my mind, my heart, my spirit, everything aligned in this empowered state of being. And that allows me to also be this empowerment coach and this kind of guidance and this, but it's, I have to face these challenges and go through the shit. So there's pain. So I'm validating what you're saying. Yeah, no. And I think it, and I think it, what's interesting about that, those people listening to this who are like, well, how do I do that? Right. How can I sort of incorporate that? To me, it's like, what most people do, they go, I'm going to own the story that's written for me, right? And so then that story falls apart. Like, you know, the cliche example might be like, you know what, Roxy, you should be a lawyer because your dad or your mother were a lawyer and that's what you should do. And then you go, you know what, that's that's just what I'm going to do because that's the story that was written for me, right? right? And then along the way, you may have things that beat you up and try to point you in a different direction, but you're just like, no, this is the story I'm comfortable with, right? right. But what I think pain does to us, it goes... It knocks us on the head again and again, so we question our stories. And in your case, the story of athlete badass got dismantled very early. You were attached to that story. You loved that story, and it's mm-hmm. a story you lost for a time. Yeah. And b- during that time where you lost that story, you had to integrate different aspects of yourself and create a new story and a new way to make meaning out of that injury, right? So yeah. Who knows what you could have ended up being, you know, someone who helped people heal, like a, you know, a, a physical therapist, or you could have gone in other directions, mm-hmm. but it served you. And I think that in, in the, what I'm trying to say is what most people do is they just uh, hide from that or mm-hmm. avoid that and then just go right back to the old story. And I think life comes back and goes, no, I'm not going to let you get away with that. And so if you go victim, That only gets worse because I think the lessons keep coming. But then there are people that go, you know, how can I use this to be better? And that is that's a question I'll put to you and actually the listeners. What is it about certain individuals who they go, you know what? I can use this. Mm -hmm. Now, they'll feel the pain. They'll be sad. They'll feel all the loss. You don't get away from that. Mm -hmm. You know, but then there's some people that go, I will use this. And then there's some people that will go, um, I'm going to just. Uh, you know, blame and complain and dwell in it. And I'm, that's one place where I'm always curious when I look at people. I'm like, oh, you're one of those. You're one of the ones who are victim or you're one of the ones who are, you know, um, in, in power and, and yeah. in growth. And I think that is an important thing. Like we have that choice point. And the more you fail, mm-hmm. so to me, it doesn't surprise me that you're in a place where you go, look, I'm getting it handed to me all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, I think what, what you're probably alluding to that a lot of people don't know that I know as an entrepreneur is that it looks sexy and fun from the outside, right. but it's also can be pretty unpredictable at times. You, you have a lot that you're dealing with. You're doing five different jobs, not just one, exactly. you know, and finances can be up one minute and you're flying high and the next minute it you're down and these things teach you and grow you i think faster so it's sort of like you know you basically leap and you have to weave the net as you fall and figure it out and on the way down is the more you're doing that the more confident you get you're like wow 
I can do this. And then next thing you know, you're like, I, people are like, what is it about you that I just want to be around that you're so positive and you know, you just bring the good stuff everywhere. And you kind of look back and go, you know, I don't know, but I think it's all the, all the times you got the shit beat out of you and then you got back up and turned it into something good. I love that. I love how you say, you know, it's not leap in the net will show. It's like, no, no leap and, and you'll weave it, you know, mm-hmm. and that, and one thing you talk about, you know, trusting the process. Well, I feel, you know, when you trust yourself, like learning how to trust yourself and it goes into the leaping and then building, right. Mm-hmm. And then earning the confidence when we are able to trust ourselves we can better uh, trust the process, but it's not just trust the process. It's kind of like one thing I've, I heard you say, and I was like, oh my God, I love this. When you say, uh, you know how people say like everything happens for a reason. Oh, yeah. And for me, it's I'm lazy. I'm glad you like that. Most people oh, hate it. But fucking, <laughs> it's t- okay. Yeah. I, I'll say it yeah. to me. That's lazy thinking. Yes. And yeah. I'm not a fan of lazy thinking. I love expl- like, what does that really even mean? Yeah. And I just, I don't like blank cliche statements while I understand that they can make people feel better and ultimately you know that's what they're they're wanting they want the hope and stuff but you know it's it's I think because I'm always you know turned on by this idea of how can I lean into myself harder how can I trust myself more how can I become more resilient and you know so it's like we'll can you speak to that actually? Because yeah. your idea about that statement, I think is so, I want to put it on loudspeaker right now. Yeah. <laughs> I am actually, hey. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that. so I think the thing, everything happens for a reason. Like you alluded to it, you get it, right? I get it too. I get the why people uh, sort of gravitate towards that. And behind that though, it has, there's lots of different beliefs behind that too, right? Um, whatever your belief may be. I don't think this, what I'm going to say, interferes with religious beliefs or other beliefs. I think it's compatible with, but I think people say every Everything happens for a reason because they go, well, God has a plan or the universe has a plan. The problem with that, though, is no matter what you believe, you still are the one that has to live this life. And so by saying everything happens for a reason, you sort of uh, give yourself this this sticking point where you're all of a sudden you're waiting to discover and find the reason as if it's out there somewhere and you got to go, well, I have to go find it. Is it there? Is it there? Is it there? And what happens is you will constantly be confused because it's not anywhere. You have to choose a reason. So the what, what I say is things happen and you make a reason. You simply decide. Uh, one, one story I bring up all the time, it's one of my favorite stories, is I'm a kid of the, the 1980s and the, the milk cartons, right? So you know, right? So the milk cartons, remember all the missing kids yeah. on the milk cartons. Well, think about that woman. I think it was a couple. I can't remember. I think, uh, well, it doesn't matter. But this woman lost her, her child. Child was raped and murdered. And they found them months later. And obviously the worst pain that can possibly happen. Now, she could say everything happens for a reason and, and go her whole life, you know, feeling forsaken because she doesn't find the reason. Or she could go, you know what? I am going to choose. I'm going to decide what this means. And what she decided is I am going to save. I'm going to use it to save other kids' lives. And then think about what that did for her. She had to figure out how to talk to the legislators, how to talk to, you know, um, the milk industry, how to manage all of that to get kids printed on milk cartons. So those of you who are listening to Roxy right now, Roxy and I right now don't know what we're talking about. When we were kids, Roxy and I, we would sit there and be eating our cereal and looking at, uh, you know, the carton of milk. And on that carton of milk would be pictures of little kids and their names and when they went missing and a little bit about them. So that 
if you if that kid happened to be next door to you, mm-hmm. had been kidnapped and was with the family next door, you'd be like, oh, that's the kid from the milk carton and yeah. call in and save that kid's life. And thousands and thousands of kids were saved as a result of this. And that particular woman, I love this because she said, this is what I will make it mean. Yeah. I don't think that's incompatible with any sort of religious beliefs or no, universal I beliefs or anything like that. I think it's just literally like, it's the truth. We choose what it will mean. And you telling your story about being an entrepreneur and your knee and all the pain you have had. And that's why I say pain is most important. It's because you said, what can I make this mean? And then you said again, what can I make that mean? And then you said again, how can I use this? And then you said again, how can this fit into my, my story about being, because eventually along the way, right? You go, yeah. I am a teacher and I am an artist, right? And you are, you are, and I'm an athlete. Mm-hmm. So you, your purpose, you have this teacher, artist, athlete, at least when I look at you. That's like, exactly oh. right. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, so that, that purpose of you, then you go, okay, all these things that happen, how do I become more teacher, artist, athlete? Mm-hmm. Right. And and for me, I go, how can I be more teacher, healer, philosopher? Right. Yeah. Kind of thing. And yeah. for all of you listening, same thing. You go, how can I make a choice with this thing that happened versus looking around for it and figuring it out later? Choose it now. You get you get to decide how to use that. And that's a beautiful thing about life. Yeah. No, that's amazing. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I wish it was video. I'm getting there. It would be so good. Um, you, yeah, because you have this. You have so many uh, uh, was acronyms. You have frameworks. So you have the five P's, mm-hmm. and yeah. we kind of just touched on that a little bit, yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But can you break that down a little bit because yeah. it's so good? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Now this, you know, this came out of that idea of like. Um, you know, this idea, I, I believe, uh, and we'll see what all of you think, but I believe we have a, a pandemic, pandemic meaning it's global, mm-hmm. of lack of purpose. People don't really know what purpose is. They can't tap into it. And to me, purpose is this thing that you feel is inside of you, that uh, you don't need anyone to to tell you. You feel it's there and you feel like you've achieved it and it springs from you to the outside world. It's what you give. Yeah. I have this thing about, you know, I, I feel like we're here for three reasons. We're here to learn, to teach, and to love. And the purpose is the love, the sharing principle. Well, that purpose to me is like a spiritual fingerprint, right? And so uh, it's made up of five sort of elements that make up the lines of the fingerprint, so to speak. Yeah. This is your people, right? And what I mean by your people is it's, your parents, your siblings, your cousins, your family, but more broader than that, the people you were exposed to, like your friend, your best friend in third grade who you've never seen since, or your teacher in the fifth grade who you don't remember their name, but they impacted you. For better or worse, the people who hurt you, yep. the people who helped you, these people informed who you are. They can be used mm-hmm. for for better for better because you choose for better. So we tend to go, the people who hurt me, I don't want to, I don't want to look at the lessons they could have taught me, but there's good lessons there. Mm-hmm. So those people matter past and present. They matter. So that's one aspect of your purpose that you have to incorporate. The next is your sort of passions, what you're interested in, right? Passions, passions are not the same as purpose, but they can get you started in that direction, right? So this is you being passionate about Taekwondo and you being passionate about art and you being passionate about certain things that made up what you are, what led you to that path. So people and passions, your powers, your talents, right? You're a great mm-hmm. communicator. You bring good energy into the room. You you have an artistic flair. You are like a badass athlete, right? So those talents inform you as well. And then 
to me, your pain, which we talked an awful lot about already, the, the mm-hmm. things that happen to you that are the most difficult, painful things. And finally, your perspective slash perception, yeah. right? The way you think about the world, your value system, you know, your belief system. And a lot of this is where a lot of the work happens because, you know, a lot of us just take on the beliefs and perspective of family and friends and culture. Yeah. And as we mature, we sort of refine those. But those five things to me are the spiritual fingerprint of purpose. And your job is to look at those five things and go, okay, these five things give infinite possibilities for people. Now I have my unique five things Mm -hmm. and they point me to what my purpose might be. So for me, right, I have several things that came up for me. Athlete could have been it. Mm -hmm. Healer could have been it. Mm -hmm. Teacher could have been it. And I and there's a few other things that could have been it. Mm-hmm. I decided on healer and teacher and mostly teacher. I chose yeah. based on those five things. You have chosen also. Yeah. You have incorporated three of those things, but you would have never gotten there or understood those without these five P's. So most people ignore these things and they don't realize that, you know, your mom who you have, not you, but yeah. I'm just saying I'm talking yeah. to some, let, let's say you have a difficult time with your mother mm-hmm. and, you know, let's say she was t- terrible to you growing up. Mm-hmm. You can either go, my mom was the worst thing. I hate my mom. She did X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. Or you can go, isn't that interesting? My mom was this way, mm-hmm. which made me do this way, which developed these passions and these interests and these powers. And that pain taught me this lesson. And as a result of that, I get to choose something that is uniquely me that no one else could do. And here's why it's important, right? Because I say this a lot, but Roxy and I could sit here and talk to all of you and we could say the exact same thing because she and I overlap in a lot of expertise, right? We have some of the exact same expertise, so we teach some of the same things. You can listen to my podcast and I can talk about, you know, nutrigenomics or whatever. And you're just like, I can't stand this dude. I don't like the way he talks. I don't like his analogies. I don't like X, Y, Z. But then you turn on Roxy's podcast and you're just like, oh my God, I just love her. I love her way. I love her energy. I love her voice. And it's because you, your unique vibrations are going to touch somebody who's uniquely tuned to you. Whereas mine won't. People will be, some people will love or hate me, which by the way, goes to a whole other thing, which is, you know, (laughs) the psychology of, you know, uh, Adler, like most people know Freud and most people know um, Carl Jung, but Adler was the third big psychologist. And he has one of my favorite sayings, which is to be successful in life, have the courage to be disliked. And so one of the things when you develop your purpose, you have to also understand that when you truly own your purpose out of these five things, Some people are going to, you're going to change lives and be magical for people. Mm -hmm. And other people are not going to like that. And you have got to have the courage to move forward with that purpose. Anyway, so I don't know if I touched on the elements you wanted oh, me no, to touch on there, but okay. yeah, no. Like, well, I just think <laughs> it's a long discussion, you know. No, it's a. Yeah. Oh, I know that's why I'm calling it out now. This is round one with you. Um, no, I love it so much because uh, first of all, it's incredible how you've created these frameworks, and I think it's so helpful. Do you know how many people hit me up and ask me? How do you, you're such a passionate person. Cause you know, yeah, you see that energy and, yep. and it's all very real. There's, I don't know how to be anything but myself. So authenticity the whole way through. And I am certainly a passionate woman. So many people ask me, how do you find your passion? Mm-hmm. And so I feel, and passion and purpose. I like that you differentiate it, yeah. you know, and it's, it's just, it's, you did a beautiful job creating this framework and explaining it. So I think that you just did a huge service to so many people by sharing it on this podcast. 
podcast. So thank you. You know, the other piece is, is this, that I love that you pick up on that because I do think distinctions matter and frameworks matter. Another distinction that I am very interested in is the distinction between passion, meaning and purpose, because we do use them interchangeably. Yep. And to me, just very briefly, your passions are sort of um, they're 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 fleeting, they're fickle, they're they're sort of like they're wonderful, right? Mm-hmm. But they they don't necessarily last. Like I used to be passionate about you know GI Joe men and Star Wars figures. I actually just did a, a podcast on my podcast that came out today about this very thing. I oh, did you? Okay, <laughs> so you're getting some. Yeah, and it's funny. I love it. I love it. Okay, Bring cool. It. So this is yeah. this is a uh, cool stuff to talk about. But I love this idea because. My passions have changed. Mm-hmm. Now they've got some of them have gotten deeper. Like yeah. we, I just told you the story about going from you know fitness guy just wanting to look good to now biochemistry, getting into feeling good, looking good, and performing better, right? And then moving me forward and being like, oh, now I'm going to use it to heal other people. Mm-hmm. Once it went into something that I revisit again and again that fills me up, right? With you like nose in the books, being like, oh my god, I love this stuff so much when nobody's watching. Yeah, that's when that's when your passions when you're doing it all the time now and and you keep revisiting that's when it becomes meaningful work starts to become meaningful so it's less of a game that you tap into and then you forget about it Mm -hmm. meanings like you leave it and it's still there yeah by the way people bring meaning to our lives as well right Mm -hmm. people our lovers bring meaning to our lives our parents bring meaning to our lives experiences bring meaning to our lives a good workout um you know a sunset you know running on the beach in a manhattan beach but what happens is is even meaning is borrowed in a sense right because your lover can leave the sunset will set right we need something that's even deeper. So that's where purpose comes in. Now, purpose, whereas passions and meaning flow from the outside world into us, Mm -hmm. they're kind of borrowed. Purpose is something that we generate from within and it flows outward. And so that's when you know a person can't be your purpose. A person can be your meaning, right? But they can't be your purpose. Nothing outside of you can be your purpose. And so it's just a really... uh, I think good distinction, because I do think a lot of people go, well, my kids are my purpose. I'm like, nope, can't be because that is outside of you. Your children can't be, they can be mean, your meaning. They cannot be your purpose, right? That's so powerful what Mm -hmm. you just said. I love that. And I agree. Yeah. Emerson's one of my favorite writers existence. He's just Mm self-reliance, you know, and just, I love that you just differentiated that. Hold on. Let me ask you a question. Have you been writing your whole life? No, I haven't. Unlike hey. you, right? Like I, now I want to go read all your stuff. You know? <laughs> like, you don't, do you journal? I do. And okay. here, and here's an interesting thing that I think happened for me. I grew up, I don't know how, how you were seen, but I think we, we, we were talking a little bit about stories. Yeah. So listen to my story growing up. I'm, I'm the youngest of um, four in an Italian family, right? Okay. So my, my oldest brother was the smart brother. This is my story, by the way. This yeah. is what I picked up. My oldest brother was the smart brother. Mm-hmm. My second oldest brother was the good looking brother. My sister after that was the sister. She was the girl. And I was the jock, right? Okay. And so part of that story, too, was I was the dumb jock. Wow. And so as I sort of came up through high school, I played very much into the role of the dumb jock. Then I had certain things come up with, with football and injuries and certain things that happened where, like with you, where I had to go, uh-oh, I don't know that I want to be the dumb jock anymore or that story's not working. So I had to rewrite it. And that's when I started going, now maybe I'm not the dumb jock. Maybe I'm the smart kid now. And then I went and said, what do smart kids do? 
Mm-hmm. And as silly as it is, I'll tell you, this is actually in the science. It's called enclosed cognition. There's a whole science behind this where when you dress a certain way or stand a certain way or do certain things, you'll be smarter. For example, if you put glasses on, mm-hmm. you'll do better on a test. This That's the, amazing. Yeah, it's kind of a, I didn't know. This, I feel the, smarter when I wear my blue blockers. <laughs> there you go. Right. So <laughs> you put glasses on and you get smarter and people see you as smarter. So I started dressing differently at this time. So here's this is an important thing. So here it goes back to the writing. So I decided don't know where I got the idea as I'm going through, as I'm having all these pains and these life experiences and my five P's are manifesting. I decide I'm teacher. And then I go, well, I've just chosen my purpose as teacher. What do teachers do? They partly write. What do professors do? They write. And I'm like, but I'm not a writer. So I said, well, that doesn't mean you can't write. So what do writers do? Well, they read books mm-hmm. and they write constantly. So I started writing back, you know, when I graduated from Bastyr University in what, 2004, I think. And I started writing pretty much every day since then. So I have thousands of notes. What were you writing? Like what was Just, just thoughts. At first it was okay. stuff like, you know, um, writing about insulin resistance and stuff like that. Cause I mm-hmm. thought, or writing about, um, the things that were deeply meaningful. I've always been someone who's been very interested in romance and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I wrote a lot about why we attach and read a lot about attachment theory and how to deal with breakups and, um, and not just romance, but also personal relationships in general, like sibling relationships and friends and all that. So I wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. Now, most of that was absolutely horrible. Then I started a blog. That was my first time. And this is where I think is really interesting because then I was like, oh, now I'm a blogger. That's a little deeper. Like now, <laughs> now people are reading what I'm writing. And I do think you have to go to that point, right? Yeah. Like, like you're, you do that too. Like we put yeah. our information out there. It's like right. owning our purpose now. Sure. And all of a sudden people, we declare our purpose and it opens us up to a lot of hate because people go, I don't know that I like that. I don't know that I like the Jade you're writing. Yeah. And then from there I went, I'm going to write a book. And no one believes it, by the way, until you own it completely. Right. And that's the one thing that I would say to everyone. You, you have this drive to do something and I'd be interested. I want to hear what you think about this in your process, how you went through this. But to me, I realize, you know what? No one's ever going to declare me an expert. As a matter of fact, today, I still get people being like, Oh, you're an ND. You're not a real doctor. You're this and that. And you know, it just, I, it doesn't even, at this point, it doesn't even bother me anymore because I've just owned it so, um, fully. Yeah. That, that, but I think th- those of you listening to this, so you're kind of like, well, I kind of want to be where maybe you and Roxy are, or I've run into this issue where I'm afraid to put myself out there, or I know what my purpose is, but I feel a little bit like, you know, timid about putting it out. To me, I go, you have got to begin the process of feeling that. Uh, pain and exposing yourself to other people. That's why I love oh, other so people because there's such good feedback. For Absolutely. Us. And then as you keep doing it, your brain goes, damn, Roxy really is doing it. Jade really is doing it's it. And, so then, true. and then it goes feed forward and you're the only person you have to convince. So I'm curious what your, you know, yeah. sort of how you manage that. How I manage that? I like, mean, it, like, was there a phase like with me where you went through and you're like, I don't know that I, I should be out there doing this it, or, you know, I don't know if I'm, I should be teaching the way I'm teaching or you know, um, second I, guessing yourself. So I, to speak. Well, I can, I think one, one area where this would kind of come in and, and I can offer some thoughts on is that, you know, for, I would say almost so 20 years, basically 
career is celebrity makeup artist makers, right? And then, you know, in the last five years, I launched Blackwell Beauty. And then two years ago, I launched the podcast. And really, you know, I, and I'm actually certified, but now I'm this empowerment coach, right? Mm -hmm. That's essentially what I'm doing on the podcast, yep. you know? And, um, you know, but social media and, you know, career, like everyone has known me to be Roxy, yep. the celebrity makeup artist, yep, right? I love this. And then, you know, the I will never forget the day that I put, you know, announced, hi guys, I have this podcast. And here's the thing though, in real life, if you've, if you've interacted with me, you know that I'm a geek about, you know, nutrition, fitness. Um, I, I, I speak in layers. I'm a constellation thinker. I like poetry is, it's just like, you know, so it, it's not really a surprise to people, but to put myself out there and say, hey guys, I'm doing this now and I represent this now, when really the whole time, like all this shit is inherent and it's all part of me. It was, uh, it was hard, it was scary. I've actually, I created an episode about it, but it's so my truth, you know, that I, I said, fucking fuck it, you know, I gotta, I gotta do this. And I think it's still even, I think, when you were in the beginning stages of anything, um, we'll just say business as an example, and you're putting yourself out there and you're putting yourself out there. It's scary because you have to, you have to accept that people are, you know, like it's not, you're not going to be validated right out the gate is what I'm saying. Yep. And you got to be able to fucking withstand that. And this is where I think the passion thing also, it's like, if it was just a passion, you might be more, uh, oh, I need more validation. When it is purpose, you're not swaying me. You're not liking my shit. You're not validating me. I'm validating myself every single day. It doesn't phase me. It's hard. I am not going to, you know, just the beginning of stages of things. But yeah, I think that, I don't know if that, you know. No, it answers it fully. It yeah. It, it's, that's the exper experience I had as well. Yeah. And, and here's the thing I'll say, and it, I'll be interested to see what you say about this too. To me, we're all human, right? So like, mm -hmm. of course, we want people to like us and mm -hmm. say nice things and this and that. But I think when, you know, when you're deep in your purpose and you're feeling like I am in alignment and feeling fulfilled based on what I'm doing. Yeah. That. Those things last a fraction of a second compared to what they used to last when someone has something negative to say. And even weirder, when yeah. someone has something positive to say, that doesn't seep in as much anymore either. It's like this weird thing where it's like both compliments and sort of criticisms don't have the same meaning. They they, they You just kind of go, I'm just using them as feedback. Yeah. And sometimes it's like with feedback if anyone's good with feedback you get very good at being like i can use that yeah or nope not for me yeah and i think when you're in purpose that's what feedback does it's just kind of like you're you're going compliments and criticisms you're like where's the feedback okay right. uh throw that compliment away throw that criticism away oh there's a compliment that has some good feedback for me oh there's a criticism that has some good feedback for me you yeah. start looking at them very differently. And so I, I, I'm wondering if that's where you've gotten to. It doesn't always work like that. Yeah. Well, I, I want to say on one layer of that, I, I say totally, yeah. right? Like, yes. But I will say that when I get feedback in a complimenting sense, I mean, like feedback that I get, we'll just use the podcast as an example. I get some really deep shit mm -hmm. that touches my heart. You know, it's like I, because of you, I felt brave enough to 
quit this job and go for that next one. And I got, you know, it's like stuff like that where, and, and why this is really important to me is because going back to the very beginning of our talk, I am a true path creator. Every single day I get up, no one's telling me how to do this right, how to do it wrong, go this way, go that way. I have um, a muse, I call her my muse, and it's essentially my future self and this kind of higher me. So it's all me, right? Just me expanded and fortified in all the ways that I desire to be. And uh, I just listen to her. And, And so I live very intuitively and everything that I'm doing Literally, Black Pop Beauty, like one of the taglines is um, with passion, purpose, and vision, nice. right? So every day I get up and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go this way. Okay, I'm going to put this out. Okay, I'm going to record this solo soda and put this out. So when I get this feedback, it's like, it feels like a kiss of alignment. Like, yeah, do I need it? Do I need it is a question. Yeah. Um, the answer to that would probably be, no, because every day I'm getting up and I'm doing it anyways, but I really do appreciate it. And to me, it, it does feel like I call money in the heart bank. It's like deposit in the heart. Cool. Like, you know, keep yeah, it's going. It's so interesting for me. Um, I do the similar thing, but with money. And this might, this may be weird for some people, maybe turn some people off, but I think it's really interesting just to know what motivates me. And I go, money, I believe is almost like a, uh, energetic exchange, Absolutely, right? Just like I what agree. you said. So for yep. me, the the big thing that kind of goes: Am I doing my work, my purpose, at the best that I can? When my business is making money, mm-hmm. I go, okay, I'm bringing value to the world, mm-hmm. and so that is um, probably the the you know that's probably the stuff I feel like a compliment. I know that's weird, right? But I just go, oh look, you know, like I don't think I am, it's weird. Okay, so you no, get where I'm, I'm coming with from with you. this. Yeah. I am pro money, like yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. Well, it's an exchange. It's energy. Yeah. Right, and, and that's you how I are. Look at it. Yeah, it's and listen. The 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 better that you're doing on all fronts in your life, the better that you can show up and be this incredible experience that is an actual contributor, which you certainly are. You know, but if you're struggling, and I mean. I shouldn't say struggling. I mean, challenge. I have a thing with challenge, right? I literally have this thing called seek the fight. Like I want you to move towards the fucking challenge. Mm-hmm. Cause that's where growth happens. And that's where anyways, but just saying that, um, I'll just say this. I'm with you all the way. Money is an exchange of energy. It is a form of validation. And I think it does. It is a very serving, um, it's a serving energy. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think what we're, and I think what we're saying is that it's, the way this strikes me is that you have your way. There's many different ways to get this energetic validation, right? And so what you're essentially saying is like, you know, one of the ways that I'm getting it, Jade, is I'm looking at these deeply meaningful, impactful things that people are saying, hey, you inspired me to change my story or to go in a new direction or to pick myself up. And you're registering that as like, okay, here's that energy exchange. Here's, Here's a mirror of my purpose. Money can fill that role as well. And there's other things that can fill that role as well. Like another one for me is the ability, like I tapping into certain experiences where I'm sitting out on my deck, you know, having coffee first thing in the morning and kind of getting into this place where I'm like, 
I feel very fulfilled. Like if life was over right now, I play this weird game where I'm like, if, okay, it's very strange where I'm just like, okay, if like I'm in this coffee shop and a guy comes in and shoots, you know, kills everybody, I will be happy. Or if I get on this plane, this plane goes down, I've lived the best life. Or if, if there's a huge earthquake right now, or if I die of a massive heart attack, I feel, and I use that as judgment, how well my purpose is doing. Cause I didn't used to feel that way, right? So that, that's another place where I get energetic sort of alignment. And a third, a fourth place I would say is you, people like you, right? So when I have people like Roxy come into my life and someone goes, oh my God, you got to meet my friend Roxy. And then I check out Roxy and I see her reflecting back to me some of my best attributes and also reflecting back to me things that I'm like, oh, I want some of that. I don't have that, right? Then I go, this is another indication that I am in alignment because it seems to sort of show up. And maybe it's just this weird mental game we play, but it is funny because there's many different ways. And I think you just need to find yours. Maybe, maybe you're saying, you know what, Jade, I don't really resonate with you on the money front, but I can totally get with you on the idea of I can see when when next level humans are coming into my life my life that is feedback for me or this really you know beautiful sort of uh, experiences that I get to have or I, I get to travel more whatever it is I think it's it's just going to be different for different people money happens to be one of mine and also looking at the next level humans who are growing me because I'm just big on like you know, same with you. I'm big on growth. Like uh, my my phrasing that I would use for your sort of you know find the find the battle is you know don't seek, rise to the seek the, fight. seek the fight, right? So mine is you don't rise to the occasion, you create the occasion. So it's like, but then I get to hear yours and watch you and see the way you show up. Like one of the things I'll tell you that you've taught me right already. <laughs> I'm one of these people that's like I'm like well no you've taught me this already from watching. You've probably heard this over and over. But I think one of the best gifts we can give other humans, especially when we don't know them that well yet, is to say here's what I see. For me, I tend to forget that like I'm this big mean looking bald guy, right? And I need to <laughs> smile more and like let people see my energy a little bit. And you're a reminder of that for me because the way you show up and are just like a beam of sunshine and like pretty much everything I've seen you do. Thank so it's, you. it's that kind of stuff. I feel like I you're always smiling. Are you not? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's a, you know, everyone is funny. It's like diff, just different stuff we have to work on, right? Cause everyone's like, what do you mean? Uh, you're always smiling. And with my friends and people, I feel like that. Like when I'm around you, I'm sure I always would be cause you yeah. bring that. But sometimes I'll find myself and people are like, Jay, why are you mad? And I'm like, no, that's just, that's just that's my your, face. Oh, wait, don't, don't you have resting dick face? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the best thing ever. I know. I was, I was posting so what she's referring to is I was posting on my Instagram. I put an emoji, like an emoji of face over my face. And people were like, how come you oh, never show face. your face? And I'm like, well, here's my face. I said, the reason I didn't post it is because I have resting dick face, which is the male equivalent of resting bitch face. Oh, my God. And I'm always embarrassed to show my face. And so that was fun. <laughs> that was you are fun. so funny. But if anybody's ever listened to you, it would be so you're you have the most uh, like undeniably your your energy is very warm and it. It's very inviting and it's very open. So it's interesting that that you say that because yeah. it is not at all how I have taken you in even before Esther introduced yeah. us, you know? Oh, that's yeah. so sweet. And, and yeah. guess what? So we, we uncovered a story here for me, right? That, yeah, that totally. I need to, that I need to, that I need to work on. So it's just really interesting. That's what people are grateful because they're like, you know what, Jay, that story you're telling about, you know, being like this big mean dude, maybe that's some leftover stuff from your dumb jock story that you need to change. I, me, I think so. You maybe know? a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Wait, okay. So I would be 
disservicing all the women listening to this podcast if I didn't pick your brain a bit about metabolism. You're such an expert there, mm-hmm. hormones. Um, I don't even know where I want to start with you with that. <laughs> I kind of want to just throw one thing in, though, that's uh, so yeah. important. It's such a, like, do you know one other thing that we so have in common? What? Um, so I call him my soulmate because I just, he resonates with me. If there is such a thing as a fucking soulmate, I mean, th- there's, I think there's several, I starting with myself. Um, but Bruce Lee, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like the, he's like, he's just, you know, because when I think about my writing, um, when I've analyzed my writing, I'm like, what do I write about? You know, cause I'm not really storytelling. I'm, you know, it's more like meditations. It's more process perspective a lot of introspective work which you obviously do and have done like to get to these places to have this kind of these frameworks and all these things it's like you sit with yourself a lot and bruce is just such a well think about what he accomplished so those of you you know bruce lee we're we're talking about the actor and the martial artist and i see him mostly as a philosopher philosopher. and that's what he was and he died, what, at 34 years old? And think about what he accomplished. Before Bruce Lee, this is what I love to say with Bruce Lee. Before Bruce Lee, to be an Asian male mm-hmm. in a Caucasian world was to be a weakling, right? It was kind of like that's how they were seen and even made fun of. And all. And here this guy comes in with such immense power mm-hmm. and presence. Not only does he bring the entire Tao Te Ching to the, the, the sort of Western world and teach Lao Tzu's, you know, sort of stuff. Those of you who don't yeah. know, this is like, he was, I think, the one who popularized Taoism in America. So he brings this whole framework over. But in, you know, a matter of, you know, 15, 20 years, yeah. he basically completely upends the way we see Asian men. Now think about that, not just Asian men though, but think about like where the world has gone, where people had used to be afraid. Anyone who was different than you was threatening. Yeah. And all of a sudden it takes a Bruce Lee figure to basically say, listen, I know I'm different than you, but I'm human just like you. We're all part of team human. And let me, you know, just give you some of my energy and the way he showed up in that way. Yeah. Uh, he changed sort of very. So that's why I love him so much. And then when you, he don't, we don't have many of his writings, which is too bad. Um, but what we do have, he's very deep because to me, he's, he's sort of this perfect merging between stoicism and Taoism, mm-hmm. which seems to be very different but he he has those two things but i'm curious like that i didn't know that you were it makes sense though because you're so into martial arts no but that's the interesting part Mm. it's not because of martial arts that i i i fell in love with him it's literally because and i say this i say it with so much reverence he's not my teacher Mm. he didn't teach me things it was more that when i became acquainted with his writing and his thought process mm-hmm. there was such i it resonated and i'm like and i have proof because you can look at my writing right and before i was reading his things and no and it's like oh yeah and i mean this is not i mean this is happening all around the world man we've got like eight billion people like we're not going to resonate in a line with all you know but he's such a great i you know i say it with honor that you know I can resonate with him in this way, but it was really more of his mindset, his perspective, his approach. And actually I should say this too. While I may say he's not my teacher, there are things, incredible writings that he has put out there, thought processes, thought provoking ideas, like be water. I mean, that's just Mm -hmm. the most common. I think most people know what a brilliant way 
to present this idea. Yeah. And it's so, I mean, I have chills literally because, I, and I, you know, as a writer, as a logophile, I'm a lover of words, words of energy. So to be able to formulate words like this, I mean, what a fucking artist. Yeah. He's an artist. Yeah. And, and actually his book, he has a book called Artist for Life. And it, it what's yeah. really interesting about that whole idea is that that to me, he would say, I think, you know, um, that everyone is an artist in their in their own right. And mm-hmm. one of the lessons I think from Bruce Lee is that when you think about how we each interact with our daily lives, like he got to touch a lot of us, right, and, and resonate. But he also, from what I understand, showed up in a unique way for his family. Like his, yeah. his daughter, think about his daughter. A lot of times you think about Steve Jobs and his daughter. Yeah. And you think about, you know, Bruce Lee, who she reveres the man and still teaches all his stuff. The reason what a lot of us get exposed to Bruce Lee now is because of her. Yeah. And that kind of legacy is interesting because it's easy to leave a legacy just with your people Mm -hmm. and then it's harder to leave a legacy um you know sort of outside of that but it's hardest to do both and that's a guy who's in complete sort of alignment but it's also a lesson to all of us to basically say our purpose does not have to be these grandiose things where we touch thousands and thousands of people our purpose can simply be the people that we touch in the line at starbucks the person we let merge in the car you know in the car in front of us uh, it's it's that kind of people that show up and you just go i don't know that person's name but they made an impact there's one um one guy at whole foods who i interacted with who had this amazing well i'll tell the, ex- the experience because it's so powerful but this there was this uh, woman who was dealing with dementia at whole foods and it was uh five o'clock t- only two lines like someone didn't show up for work or something and we're all sitting there mm-hmm. and there's the old woman who's at the register there's a guy behind her about around my age there's me and then there's literally like five other people in line yeah and every time he would scan her item the cashier would scan this woman's item she'd be like oh no no wait no that's not that's not mine uh, or um or no no what is that like he goes well it's a block of cheese ma'am she goes that, i don't know what that is so she's so we're all getting annoyed, right? Yeah. And, and we're, we're kind of just like, what the hell? It's like five minutes, which is agonizing to yeah. stand in a line. Think about that. Like five, <laughs> I mean, I know it doesn't seem long, but five minutes standing in a line. Yeah. So at first we're all getting a little bit agitated. Right. And the guy behind her and in front of me turns to me and goes, can you believe this shit annoyed? Well, by this time I'm watching the cashier. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I can't believe it because the cashier is being so patient so kind and he even starts like joking with her making her laugh being like you know oh my god look at this beautiful grapefruit it's so amazing like do you want this do you not want this and he's just having the best time playing with her mm-hmm. and our agitation and anger goes back into reverse and next thing you know we're no longer angry and now we're entertained and next thing we're amused and next thing we're happy and lit up and everyone's having a great time and so i'm like this is the most amazing thing i've ever seen when i get to line with him i say dude like that was the most amazing thing that i've ever seen and he's like what do you mean i'm like you just changed everybody in here man like i just like i'm in awe of you i wish i could be you now he was confused yeah but to me this is someone so in line with their purpose Mm -hmm. and he's not like you know he's not on social media having thousands of likes and, and doing this is just someone who's like this is you know, based on my spiritual fingerprint, yeah. this is what I can uniquely bring to the world and I will do it in this moment. And I am telling his story now. I have no idea his name or anything like that. You're all healing, hearing his story yeah. now. And imagine the ripples 
effect that that made for all of us just because it is God. Th- so that badass. gives me goosebumps. Yeah. So I think that's what purpose really is. And I think it's uh, important we all remember that it's not about, oh, touching thousands of people. It's simply using your signature strengths mm-hmm. to positively impact the world around you in a way that only you can. I love that. And I know my listeners who are like super dialed into this podcast are like, oh my God, these two, because I, so a couple of things I often say, which is why I kind of started laughing again, if it was a video, (laughs) (laughs) because I, I often say, so I believe that we are all experiences. You're an experience. I'm an experience. We are giving an experience, right? So if we look at ourselves as not, I'm a woman, I'm Roxy, I'm Jade, I'm a man, but rather that I'm an experience and every single person I interact with is going to get an experience from me. I love this. Right? It's, but it's true though, right? And so- But it's the way you worded that, see that whole purpose thing? The way you worded that touched me in a way that I'll never forget that. I'm like, that's right. I'm an experience. I've never thought of it like that before, but it had to come from you. I love that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, and the one piece I want to add to your incredible story is what my mind picks up is while this, uh, you know, cashier was, yes, he's deeply in this purpose. He's aligned, but you know what else he is? He's fucking present yes. because when you think about why you're frustrated, he's frustrated, she's frustrated. Cause you guys are thinking of all the shit you got to do. You want to get out. You're not being right there right now in that moment. And I say this so often, you know, I love that you say you don't, it's like, you don't need a March and a parade. I mean, that's what you want to do. Great. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that or that's not powerful, but don't overlook Oh, this is a great segue. Watch this, Jade. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Do not overlook the little, I say so often, inches make the mile. The day-to-day little actions that you can do by being very present where when you are in line, this is why I was laughing about the Starbucks scene because I say this all the time. Don't uh, don't overestimate or underestimate you know, the guy's on autopilot, the girl's on autopilot. Hi, how can I help you? How's your day? Right? The minute you are in this present moment and you say, I'm great. How's yours? Boom. It's like, really? And that, that does a lot for people sometimes that you don't realize maybe that person was having a shitty morning and all of a sudden you made that person laugh and they're feeling better about themselves. And now that person's going to affect the next person who's standing in line. What? Inches make the mile. This stuff is so important. And how this is going to segue, <laughs> just a little bit, I even love, though I'm like, I God, I get like, it's like, it's like <laughs> consolation thinking. Well, because when we think about health, fitness, diet, I mean, I think that people so deeply underestimate the inches, the little things that we can do every single day to be optimizing our health, yeah, to yeah, be, yeah. right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, I just combined it. Yeah, yeah, no, I love that. I <laughs> love like, that. Like, it, it, it is perfect because, well, here's the interesting thing. It's so... You need a segue like that literally to see... No, but to see, <laughs> to see that people go, think about if you're if you're feeling shitty, right? Because you, this thing that I'm definitely going to steal and totally give you credit for... <laughs> But it, you you showing up as an experience, you decide that. Mm-hmm. But then you wake up feeling shitty 
you don't feel good. You know, maybe maybe you're have you're on menses. You know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe you ha- you know you're like me and you had a pizza last night and your face is the size of you know like you know a, a damn blimp or something and you just don't feel good. How likely are you to be able to show up? It impacts you. Yeah. And so to me. Yes, we have to pay attention to the things that we're doing with our body to be resilient. Psychology, physical will follow that, but physically also follow psychology. It's actually funny. I'll give you a funny um, story about this. When they do research, they've actually, they were kind of trying to figure out what makes people happy. So let's do two experiments. Let's have one, and they had them in magnetic, functional resonance machines looking at the brain. Mm -hmm. So they're looking at the happiness centers in the brain. So one group, they say, hey, we want you to think of your happy place. You know, have you ever seen Happy Gilmore, you know, the happy place, right? So, So they think of a happy place, happy thoughts, and then they'll sit there and wait, and they wait to see how long does it take that happy center to light up in the brain? The other people, they say, we want you to hold this pencil in your mouth um, and bite down on it because it forces the facial muscles into a smile when you do that. Oh, and wow. then they wonder, then they go, how fast will that light up the happiness centers of the brain? And here's what happens. When they make you force a smile, the happy centers light up faster and you actually subjectively feel happy faster versus trying to think about being happy. And what this tells you is that what you are doing physically, mm-hmm. right, is going to immediately translate over into psychology. So you and I know this, like when I'm feeling insecure, mm-hmm. right, um, and I'm feeling defeated, one of the best things I can do is go in and try to PR in, in a workout or go lift weights. I immediately come out feeling stronger, more capable, more resilient. And actually, research on resistance training shows that it, of all the modalities, is the best for self-esteem. Cardio is the best for depression. Sprinting <laughs> is the best for anxiety. But weight training is the best for self-esteem. So I think about that. Yeah, right? So think about how physical impacts you know, sort of mental and then mental impacts physical. So we don't necessarily see that, you know, and and it's absolutely true that we need to be looking after that. And this is where I kind of have these, you know, sort of these four jobs that I talk about. One of the jobs is career and finance. Mm -hmm. Another job is health and fitness. Another job is personal relationships. And another job is purpose and meaning. All four of these uh, depend on the other in a sense. So they're yeah. all sort of synergistic and related. So your health and fitness job is definitely going to impact the experience you bring in your personal relationship job. Yeah. And your person purpose and meaning job is definitely going to impact your career and your finance job. Mm-hmm. And all of that together is what makes you feel like a fulfilled, enjoy human being. And so I think it's uh, absolutely the case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's okay. I love that you're a total goofball. <laughs> I am. I can't help it. Laughter. That's what I was saying when you rolled up today. I'm like, laughter is medicine. I'm a cackler, dude. <laughs> like, but I feel like it keeps. I mean, I don't have a choice to be honest. I just genuinely laugh. But I do feel like it, it's part of the fountain of youth. And it's you know, it's it's a. I feel like a lot of people, as we get older, um, people become more closed and that doesn't allow for laughter and joy and these feelings. Right. Yeah, but you when you like my face is hurting, I'm smiling. So. <laughs> it's ab workout. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I was thinking why I giggled was just cause like, this is fucking awesome. Like you've created these, these pillars, right. Mm. Of, you know, what is what are the most important things that are going to support your fulfillment in life? And I love, and that's, you know, it's very black belt beauty because 
So I was saying holistic high performance, you know, if you're crushing it at your job, but then your inner relationships are suffering, like, are you really winning in life? You know, or if you're, you're crushing it at your job, you have all this money, but meanwhile, you feel like your health is, I mean, that's the most common story. Yep. It is, it's, Absolutely. it's crazy. Right. And yeah. so it's like, how do you, you know, and that's what this podcast and everything that I put out, it's like, we need to pay attention to all the things. And we, I feel that we need to make sure that we are investing, make making deposits in all these areas. And sure, sometimes you're going to be able, you're going to have to, right now I got to deposit more on work right now, just because that's just what is demanding of me right now. But you never, so I don't believe in balance. I believe in harmony, mm. right? Cause like balance is stagnant. Like, oh, okay, I'm standing and I'm juggling or whatever. But harmony to me is it's, it's, it's synthesized. It's moving in motion. It's beautiful. I love but that it's like, distinction too, isn't, isn't it? it so like, cool? It's like, it's such a, it's these distinctions make all the difference in the way you see the world. I think. You know? I agree. Yeah. 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 And it's, um, I sit with myself a lot. I'm an introvert, yeah, yeah, same. but yeah. And so anyways, to not anyways, not to brush it off, but just to like <laughs> reel us back because I am Roxy rabbit hole and I will you know, we'll be in fucking Antarctica all of a sudden and be like, how do we get here? I'm like, it's cold. Let's go. Okay. So anyways, um, <laughs> you are a goofball. to go back into the baby steps of, um, you know, taking care of yourself, optimizing one thing that I love how you pointed that out about the physical being so important mm-hmm. Because I do believe, and I'm such a junkie when it comes to mindset, you know, and, and fortifying mindset every day, but nutrition, you know, your sleep, your movement, all of that. I know in my own life, people can look at me and be like, oh, you're so positive. You're so empowered. You're so, well, yeah, but that's because I'm doing the things. Did I come out this way? Do I have a natural disposition to be happy? Yeah, I'm sure. I was like laughing a lot when I was a kid. However, I make investments every single day in my health in these ways. I'm managing my sleep. I'm getting my optimal nutrition. I'm, you know, making sure that, you know, I'm getting my resistance training in my car, all the things. So I am, this is now allowing me to have this resilient mind every single day. It's not just because I wake up. And I think that that's like people think that you're, Think positive. It's like, well, I don't really know about. I think you need to fuel these aspects of your life, your health, that will allow you to feel more positive about things, be more empowered in your life, right? Yeah, and I think I think it's a it's a really interesting thing because most people, when you when you have that conversation, they don't necessarily know how to do that because once again, just like we outsource purpose and the stories of our lives, yeah. we outsource nutrition and health as well. Yeah. Not realizing that, you know, to me, you know, this is what you and I teach. To me, there's only one rule of this and that is do what works for you. In nutrition, it's about do what works for you. Now, once we say that, mm-hmm. it basically opens up a whole can of worms because people go, well, how do I do that? Roxy Jade, how do I find what works for me? That sounds like a lot of trial and error. To me, it's actually become pretty simple, and I can break this down for you all pretty quickly, and then you can see where you want to go with this. But to me, the right diet for you is going to do a, is going to do three things primarily. One thing is going to make you feel vital, and by vital, I mean it's going to help you with sleep 
and hunger and mood and energy and cravings. This is like the silly acronym everyone knows me for. It's called SHMEC, S-H-M-E-C, sleep, hunger, mood, energy, and cravings. Now, SHMEC, sleep, hunger, mood, energy, and cravings is sort of a catch-all phrase for all biofeedback. Mm -hmm. So it also includes exercise performance and exercise recovery, libido in menses, erection in men, um, things like, uh, signs and symptoms. If you tend to get migraines and it gets worse, mm-hmm. it's probably not the right sort of diet for you. And these parameters are controlled by what? Hormones, right? So Schmeck is a measure. So I don't have to talk to you about insulin and cortisol and estrogen and progesterone and testosterone. I can just say if your Schmeck is in check, I can guarantee that your hormones are relatively imbalanced. So finding what works for you will first keep Schmeck in check. Sleep, hunger, mood, energy, and cravings, and all those other things. That's the first thing it will do. Second thing it will do is it will optimize or maintain body composition. So you're not going to be too lean or too fat when your body composition is optimized. And the third thing it's going to do when you go to the doctor and they check your vitals and your blood labs, they're going to be in optimal levels as well. So from my perspective, if your Schmeck is in check, right? And your body composition is optimized and your vitals are good, then I don't care what you, I don't care if you're living off cotton candy and bonbons all day. To me, that's the right diet for you. Now, I know you and I would would say that's probably not going to be the case for the vast majority of people, but we need to trust that aspect of nutrition and finding what works for us there in the same way we do with purpose in the conversation we were having before. We have to figure that out for ourselves, but we do need some frameworks and some roadmaps, which Mm -hmm. is where coaches like you and I can come in and essentially help with that. Mm -hmm. But to me, that's a, that's the framework that we need to start from. If that's solid. Oh no, it makes perfect sense. There you go again. Just like taking this (laughs) super complicated thing and then just like buttoning it up all perfect. And here you go. No, and and because I mean, health is overwhelming, Mm -hmm. right? And, And biology is fucking gnarly. It's so complex. So you take, you know, all this complex stuff. And when you're able to you know, put it in this little perfect, you know, way that you just, your acronyms and all your things. I think it's super helpful, you know? Um, where was I going? <laughs> well, one one place that we, I know you wanted to touch on was the hormonal aspect for women. Mm-hmm. And so from my perspective, if you think about what I just talked about here, women should kind of get this right away because they might, right away they go, men don't get this, by the way. Soon as soon as women hit puberty, mm-hmm. right, they know. Yeah. Very much so that hormones have an impact on sleep, hunger, mood, energy, it's a real cravings. Thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Men don't figure this out until anthropause, until much, much later. So here's an interesting thing. Right away then, a light bulb might go off and say, that's really interesting because from the first day of bleeding to ovulation, I feel great, a lot of women. I, my schmeck is in check. I feel powerful. I feel, you know, it's really functional and good. But then post ovulation, my schmeck goes out of check and I don't feel as stable and I feel a little bit off kilter a little bit. And yeah. this is because these hormones are sort of impacting this. And so from my perspective, women who are very in tune and mm-hmm. want to really sort of dial this in, whereas men might just be like, all right, well, I'm going to find or create one diet. Basically, mm-hmm. women can essentially use their menstrual cycle here. Yeah. One of the things to, to know about estrogen and progesterone is that I like to describe them as um, I've been describing them lately anyway, as twin sisters, non-identical, right? Yeah. And the reason I say non-identical is because they are dependent on each other, but they do very different things. Yeah. So 
estrogen is the rambunctious. Sh- she's the Roxy, basically. She's like <laughs> she's out there ready to go. Yeah, right. She's the Roxy. She's fun and she's vivacious and she's like, let's attack life and let's go, go, go. Mm-hmm. But imagine Roxy had a twin sister who's non-identical who'd be like, Roxy, you know what? Like, I know you want to go, 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 but we also need to recover and relax. <laughs> yeah, and take some naps and you know. So that's that's the sort of angel on her shoulder being like, okay, I know this is fun and you know you're killing it, but let's relax. That's progesterone. And so when estrogen is dominating the first part of the cycle, Mm -hmm. women can get away with a little bit more training hard and eating a little bit more calories or carbs, and they just feel a little bit more stable. Estrogen, just for the the health nuts in the room, right? Estrogen is makes the body more insulin sensitive and less stress reactive. So basically all that means is if you're in a calorie deficit, you'll burn more fat and less muscle. If you're in a calorie excess, you'll gain more muscle and less fat. So estrogen is just, a, it's my favorite hormone out of all the hormones. It's so right? funny because it kind of gets a bad rap, right? It gets a bad rap, right? Because yeah. people don't understand it. To me, estrogen is amazing. And by the way, uh, a lot of men who are listening to this, estrogen may be the most important hormone of erection as well. There has to be a very balanced amount of estrogen. Too much erections falter, too little erections falter. So I love estrogen. It's not necessarily testosterone. Now, progesterone, though, on the other hand, is sort of, it's a beautiful hormone too, what it does is say, let's relax and let's make you more insulin resistant. And here's, this is, I love the way that the, the, the way the metabolism works. It's intelligent because it goes, all right, we just had ovulation. We just released this egg. Mm -hmm. There might be a baby coming along. Mm -hmm. So the progesterone sister goes, Hey, everyone be careful. There might be a baby coming along. We need to save some food for the baby. And we all need to kind of relax a little bit and take it easy so that this can implant and maybe grow this baby. So that's why the body Body becomes a little more insulin resistant so it has a little bit of extra triglycerides and blood sugars floating around in case yeah. this baby gets fertilized and then the body will support that and so you see how the, so the metabolism is so it's, incredibly yeah. smart however what that tells you though is if you're trying to say no progesterone i'm not going to listen to you and i'm just going to keep going 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 <laughs> and i'm just going to keep dominating 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 what can happen is you run into problems there you can end up having pms and other issues and the hypothalamus starts to get the wrong signals and next thing you know you have a deranged sort of menstrual cycle and um swings in sleep, hunger, mood, and energy and cravings. And so splitting these two things up can be important. And one more clinical pearl I'll give you is right at, uh, right at menses. Mm-hmm. For the women who've gone through menopause, you'll understand this, but for the women who haven't gone through menopause, you go through menopause every month. When estrogen and progesterone fall off during menses, you're in a mini menopause in a sense. So what happens is estrogen and progesterone fall. Mm -hmm. Remember, there are receptors for estrogen and progesterone all over the body, in the muscle, in the fat cell, as well as the breasts and the uterus and the ovaries, etc. But what that does is change brain chemistry. Estrogen impacts dopamine, serotonin, uh, and serotonin. These are uh, the focus and relaxing uh, sort of self-esteem sort of hormones. And um, progesterone impacts GABA, the sort of major relaxing one. Mm -hmm. And so you can feel pretty wired and crazy right around menses if estrogen and progesterone balance is off because of stress. One clinical pearl that helps with that, by the way, is cocoa powder in water because it has phenylethylamine, which is a dopamine mimic. It has preformed serotonin in it. Amazing. And it has anandamide, which is a really, they call it chemical bliss, which is a really nice, it's a, it's basically our own cannabinoid. Oh, so really? So that's one of the reasons why perhaps women, women crave chocolate. 
chocolate. Um, of course, they're creating the fat and the sugar, but why do they tend to go to chocolate more than cheesecake? Partly right. because perhaps these chemicals um, have this these feel-good effects. It's also That's why incredible. chocolate has become associated with love and that kind of stuff. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Perhaps. Right? My, you know, so it's like some people say that. Yep, exactly. I love it. Hugh, Hugh, Hugh Kitchen chocolate. That's yeah, yeah. Chocolate. Oh, my so Oh, my God. Good. It's yeah. my favorite. Mm-hmm. No, you know what I love about this? It's so impactful. So I've no, now 41, right? And I am super... I always pay attention to my cycle for, for all the reasons. I think it's such an important, uh, whether you're trying to get pregnant or not, or it's a, it's, it's a, it's a biofeedback. It's a bio for a woman to know what is going on with your hormones. It is, it's empowering. It's an empowering tool. I know, for example, okay. If I'm looking at my cycle, I tend to right before my right before I start my period, maybe like the day of or day before, I swear I can feel it like surging in me and I maybe get a little bit more anxious. My resilience, my capacity for resilience is like, it's just, it's not there as much, you know, but because I'm aware, because I'm tuned in and I know where I am in my cycle and I don't take advantage of it, but it, 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 it allows my brain to kind of relax. It's not, it's not, it's not all in my head yeah. is what I'm trying to say. I understand what's going on and, you know, to go back to what you were saying. So then I, I go, okay, well maybe, you know, um, the best form of training right now for me is to do my hot yoga mm-hmm. or to, rather than running my 10 K in the sand that I'm obsessed with, I'm going to, I'm going to do a long, you know, a 10 K walk in the sand. Right. But being able to be in flow with your hormones and then even the diet part, my diet, for the most part, I don't crave starch, um, but I know that, you know, where you are in your luteal phase and your follicular, you know, that you, I'm going to post in the show notes, the episode that you put out for, you know, women in sports, but it's obviously not just for athletes, but, you know, just explaining this deeper um, and how, you know, switching up your diet to that is in alignment to where you are in your cycle can make a huge difference in your performance, how you feel. Um, I think it's so important to pay attention to this and to, to educate yourself, you know, and, and own it. You want to know what the, I know that all, all the women listening will probably appreciate this, but it is, this is what is so um, sort of crazy about where we are. You know, it wasn't until 2001 and I think I mentioned this on that podcast that a lot of the regulating bodies that do research started saying, you know what, we need to start mandating that women are included more in the research studies on this stuff because women aren't. It's mostly male college age kids, which is why when we think about metabolism and weight loss, which is why it's always like, oh, it doesn't matter that you're a woman. Oh, it doesn't matter that you should, you know, it's like, it's all the same. And the fact of the matter is this, women can absolutely train just like men and get great results. Mm -hmm. It's just that understanding some of the stuff we're talking about now can be a huge, you know, sort of boon for you in sort of your fitness endeavors. And also just essentially say, listen, women are more refined in this process than men, right? Men are more coarse. Women are more refined. And so it's giving yourself permission to be like, okay, listen, I don't have to be driving myself crazy right now. My body is intelligent and it's telling me, chill. I don't need an extra hour on a treadmill. An extra hour in bed might do me a little bit better. And that's useful to know. Yeah. I mean, even in my own life, um, you know, the last three days, this is like for me to not move for three days. When I say move, you know, know. because there is a difference, right? (laughs) It's like, okay, well, um, this morning, you know, I just, I don't know. I was, 
I didn't feel like it. And, and here's the thing about me. I, I have those days where I don't feel like it and I don't give a fuck. I'm going, but I know when those days are appropriate. Today was one of those days where I'm like, I don't feel like it. I have a lot of lactic acid. There's water retention. Like I, I'm paying attention. I understand because prior to these three days, you know, I had like 10 days of back to back, like, you know, not beast mode every day, but there was a lot of beast mode in there too. So it's like, you know, I can pay attention to this and, um, because it's my lifestyle too, it's not like, Oh, three days now it's game over, but it's more respecting. I'm paying attention to the signals that my body's giving me. And I'm like, I don't need to push right now. If anything, I'm going to chill and just enjoy this progesterone or whatever. (laughs) 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 And just like own it. And then, and also I think the fun part for me is um, knowing that when I go back, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. estrogen or whatever. I'm yeah, just yeah. playing into that. But like, <laughs> I'm just like fired up. You know, I feel, I don't feel so, I'm like ready to go. And, and I think that this also allows me to, you know, generate great, I don't really have, um, you know, it's not like I'm trying to lose weight or anything, but th- that does come in sometimes. Like I create yeah. challenges for myself yeah. just for fun. Like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do a little mini cut or something, you know, that's just to the create like, the occasion rather than arise the occasion. That's I why you're that. so good at this because, you know, it's to me, it's like we need that. But in happiness psychology, actually, a lot of people don't know this, but achievement for achievement's sake is actually a happiness quotient for us. And so you're tapping into that. And I also have this other thing where it's like, you're someone who sort of embodies this idea of, you know, it gets easy from doing the work. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like, yeah. in other words, like your brain is watching you all the time. And yes. so it's basically going, okay, I don't believe you. So Roxy knows that you're tapped into that, <laughs> right? That, okay, it's watching me. It's judging me just like I'm judging other people. And so I have to show up and be the thing. And Otherwise, stories, if life is nothing if not changeable. So enough days where you're not being the thing yeah. and you do become something a little bit different, maybe that you don't want. You're changing anyway, yeah. but at least be the director of that. Yeah. You know? No, absolutely. I love that. I, I always say I'm the, you have to be the observer of your thoughts, right? It makes I me feel, it's... you know, it makes me feel better too, because I'll be honest, right? Like seeing, and I'm sure a lot of list of your listeners are like this too, seeing you, yeah. right? Super fit and just always like, go, go, go. Like yeah. it's, it's comforting to know that even you yeah. are someone who goes, you know what, Anna, I, I listen to my body. I do pay attention to recovery, but at the same yeah. time, I also will not tolerate, you know, lazy thinking either. Like I show up, both and in a sense the 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 mindset is the same you're showing up Mm -hmm. and going i am going to listen Mm -hmm. to the inner wisdom not the inner lazy but the inner wisdom yeah well you know i think so i have this formula that i created for this essentially how to live from a very empowered mind right so living an empowered life and it's sequential self-awareness the four s's self-awareness self-connection self-love self-confidence and and it has to be in the making literally it has to be in that order you cannot be so self-connected if you don't have self-awareness right so can i hear one one more time just for me so yeah so so self-awareness comes first when you are more self-aware you become more self-connected right when you become more self-connected now we can generate true self-love 
not self-care, which is, you know, it's not, I'm not talking about the Instagram posts. I'm talking about like, you really fucking love yourself. You love yourself so much that you're going to move towards that challenge right now because you know, you are worthy of being in the arena. Right. And then when you have that self-love that's driving you in this way, well, where do you get from that? That's where you gain self-confidence, right? But it has to come in that order to me. And this is just evaluating my life and how I've done it and how I'm doing it, not done it, right? It's never done. Um, So, you know, for me, I think that having this ability to go, okay, well, what is this really? You know, are you being lazy right now? Which is a no, I'm allergic to it. But like, Mm -hmm. is this, oh, I don't feel good. Okay, no, I don't give a fuck. You have no reason. You're going. Yeah. Versus a day like today where I'm like very, um, you know, hoist Gracie resting is training. You have to respect recovery. You have to. And if you don't, then, you know, we know what happens after that, you know, burnout doesn't feel good and that's not going to be my story. Right. So, but where does this all come from? Well, first of all, having this true sense of self-awareness and self-connection. And also I think that I have earned this privilege of just being able to differentiate, you know, through, you know, doing the daily work that creates this lifestyle. That's why I don't have this. There's no fall off for me because it's just, I'm in harmony with it all. You know, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's funny that that model, I love models that, but you know how like I oftentimes say no one really has a good model of success. They'll talk about success principles, Mm -hmm. but they don't actually have a roadmap of success. Like that literally is a roadmap of success. Like that's why, Thank you know, you. I always, cause I think the same way you I know you frameworks. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, that's like a very, I can see the book, the chapters, everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. You heard it here first. It yeah. is. It's in the, it's that's it. what, yeah. All your books. That's why I'm like, cause to write one book is gnarly. It is an arduous task. Yeah. And you want to know what's interesting about that? Once you do like, it's just, it's going to be just like what you discussed and anyone listening, I think anyone who's easy is earned. And so in a sense, now I go, wow, I used to think it was gnarly too. And then after I did one and then two, and now I just go, this is actually not that bad. And um, what you do is you just get really good at it. And that's where, by the way, right. So like you and I, you know, hooking up like this, mm-hmm. I can show you and, and shortcut. That's what's great yeah. about having coaches because for books, actually, it's not nearly as crazy as you might think. It's all in anyone sure. listening to this is all in the outline. Once you get the outline solid, then it's I write my books now in a week, believe it or not. What? Isn't that crazy? Dang. Cause it, cause Show the, me your ways. <laughs> well, because well, you have it already. You have the framework nailed. Yeah. So like all you have to do is get very specific with that. Yeah. And then it's just filling in the gaps. Then you just get a good editor. That's that's a hard part. But the first draft, yeah. I would say the first draft is the hardest part. And that comes out of a good outline, which you already have. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I'm going to take your It goes that. way <laughs> faster. Yeah. Hey, what are you feeling in terms of in the health and wellness space like what's lighting you up the most right now i love i always love that question and um so here's an interesting thing my my i'm working with a company called uh, metabolic living and um 
what metabolic living is. We, you know, we just talked about schmeck, you know, yep. the whole idea of subjective. Mm-hmm. Well, subjective is great, but it'd be great to have objective evaluate, evaluation as well and merge that into sort of our understanding of our body. So it really gets me jazzed up. Like right now I'm wearing an aura ring. I've got mm-hmm. a continuous glucose monitor on. I've got like the tech that we have yeah. is really sort of amazing in um, feeding into us the ability to be more specific and more understanding of our unique biochemistry. And so for me, that's, I love that. And I also love, and I think this will be interesting to get everyone's take on this because I think I'm the oddball out here. Okay. But you know what I, you know what I fucking love? I love this. I love seeing people on Instagram teaching. I love seeing people show up and like chasing their dreams, even when it's messy, even when they may not be, you know, the true expert yet. Like I'm one of these people who I did go through a phase where I was a little bit annoyed with people showing up and stuff like that. But now I just I love the same thing I think a lot of people hate. I love like when I see you on there doing your thing. I love it. When I see someone teaching health and fitness, I love it. When I see someone just, you know, it doesn't matter to me. I'm just like, that's what happens because I know somebody Mm -hmm. somewhere is hearing them that cannot hear me. They're reaching into places that I could never reach. And so I've just learned. I love that. I love seeing the trend. I love social media. I love the idea that there's so many people using it to teach We've never had this before. So I love that. I'm so excited about that. That's amazing. That's such a powerful thing to put out because we always hear the opposite. I think we hear that more, but I totally get where you're coming from because at the end of the day too, I think we're, this goes back to the beginning of the conversation, even where we talked about your, it's being more accepted that you can be more than one thing. Mm -hmm. And by the way, how you fucking should be honestly, because Life is ever evolving. Yes. And if you're not evolving, then you're just dying slowly. Yeah. That's I you're 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 pond water. You're like you're <laughs> I, I love that. Exactly. And here and this is an interesting thing, right? Think about this, right? You you and me get to touch uh, you know, I don't know why people care what I have to say, but I, I do. I just go, you know what? That's really neat that I can touch someone. But I, I think they also need to understand that, well, Jade, you know, he knows X, Y, Z. My whole thing is that you, we live in these little silos. Mm-hmm. And so you become the person who now has this piece of information that you can disseminate that. And, and I also think, you know, just in business, I think we're moving into sort of like a, a silo economy. It's just mm-hmm. like people are going to come to you and be like, oh, that's going to be my health and fitness person. Yeah. They're the ones in my circle mm-hmm. on social media, et cetera, who I vibe with the most and who I get my information from. Mm-hmm. They may never see me. And even though they do see me, they may just be like, I can't stand that, dude. I don't want to interact with him. I want to interact with you. And meanwhile, you're thinking, well, I'm not an expert to teach this stuff. I probably shouldn't do it. And you're, you're being timid, yet everything in your being says be out there with it and teach. Yeah. My Here's my rule. And I, and, and I want to see what you all think it is. My rule is this. I do realize that there is an issue with people who are not true experts who are teaching. And to me, this is the difference between another, you know, sort of distinction when you and I have hit a thousand today. But to me, there's a difference between faking it and there's a difference between being it. So, you know, this fake it till you make it thing versus be it till you see it thing. Faking it means I'm just going to show up, pretend I'm an expert and not actually go and learn anything. I'm not going to go to conferences. I'm not going to read books. I'm not going to pay attention to research. I'm not going to take Roxy's course or Jade's course or anything else. To me, that's someone that I'm like, you know what? I see what you're doing, Mm -hmm. but that may not be serving us. However, the people who are out there being it, they're reading, they're studying it, they're living it, they're doing it. 
Those people, if you're that person, then you absolutely need to keep doing it. Now, if the fakers in my mind, they're, they're chasing passions for a little bit, they'll be gone. They're not going to last long. Right. But the people who are being it, you have to own that and do it. So that's the difference. So I do, I'm not saying I love it all of the people out there. Sure. I just go, I just go, you know what? Everyone's going to figure it out. But I'm so happy so many people are embracing this. Cause look, in my personal opinion, we cannot have too many health coaches. We cannot yeah. have too many people preaching about purpose and meaning and how to live a, a better life, you know? And I agree. To me, that is where we're at, and I love that trend. And, and I think ultimately what you're pointing out is that we are seeing more people step into leadership roles, yes. which is fucking beautiful, yes, it and is. it's important, and it is. I think it is necessary. I mean, it makes sense. I think if I really like stop and I think about you know evolution and where we're going, yeah, we need more leaders. Absolutely. You know, we're tribal people too. Like mm -hmm. you said, like okay, they may not be dialed into you or dialed into me, but they're dialed into her. And now her little tribe and she's going to lead her tribe and that's going to, you know, and then it goes on from there. Absolutely. And that's, so the, and that's the way it works. I mean, the, think about it. Think about it from this point of view. When we, we are born, we, it's like a stone dropping into a pond. All those ripples are created. And then that stone sinks to the bottom, to the sand. Mm -hmm. That's the amount of time you have on the planet. Some people choose those ripples to be destructive yeah. and to disrupt other people and to just make noise and confuse people. But you do have the opportunity through, again, your five Ps to go, no, I'm going to actually put something out into the world that's going to benefit people. How is that wrong if you're teaching, right? Because we go through the stage learning, teaching, loving, slash sharing. Mm -hmm. Once you've learned it, mm -hmm. to me, I do think, you know, and I could be wrong, you know, challenge me. Those of you listening to this, you can be, I don't know if I agree with Jade or not, but I feel like once you learn a lesson through your pain and your people and your five Ps, at that point, it's time to pass that information on. Yeah. And then and then to make it to make it purpose, now you have to create works mm -hmm. and put them out into the world. Yeah. To be consumed. That's when it starts to flow from you to the outside world. And that to me is where teaching goes into loving slash sharing. I love that. Mm. Yeah. I mean I'm, yeah. So good. I'm thinking like, what is next for Jade? Because <laughs> you <laughs> You've got so much and so much of like, in my opinion, there's just a lot of good quality substance, conversation, meaningful, like what, what's next for you? Do you got another book coming? Like what? Yeah. I'm always trying to create Roxy, probably like you, right? I'm a very, uh, like if you were very close to me, you'd be like, all right. I mean, Jade seems great, but he's also very achievement oriented and ambitious and sort mm -hmm. of his drive. I want to create, create, recreate. Mm -hmm. On the one hand, I'm also like, if life ended tomorrow, I am just so happy I got to do what I did, but I want to see how far I can take this and how far my work resonates. And so to me, I want to I'm just like fanatical about learning. Like I want to learn from you. I want to hang out with you. I want to, I want to learn from whoever I can. Yeah. I want to teach in as many places as I can. And most importantly, I want to create my works. I almost feel like on my chest, I have a tattoo that says Memento Mori. It's a stoic statement that means remember death. And I know that sounds morbid, but what it is, is just a reminder of Jay, do your work. And so for me, I have several things that I want to do. Next Level Human, the book. You have what initially started out. That's the companion book to Next Level Human. Oh, really? Next Level Human was supposed to come out first, and that was supposed to be a companion to it. I still haven't okay. finished that book. And then I'm also um, at Next Level Metabolism, which I want to be my, you know, my my piece of work all in one place for 
metabolism. Amazing. And and then my sort of, you know, sort of big dreams, metabolic living, which is my business. I want to, you know, I'm, I'm hiring health coaches and trying to push that world along. And then next level human, I'm looking at those four jobs. I have a vision eventually mm-hmm. of, you know, having those four jobs almost be like a university. We don't learn those in school. There's no place to go to get this. So I want to hire someone like Roxy to come in and teach purpose and meaning courses or health and fitness courses. And I want to get a finance guy to come in and teach finance and have this online university where you're just like, you know what? I'm good at these three jobs, but I suck at this job. And I'm going to take these courses from next level human university. So I'm always like, I love, I'm always pie in the sky dreaming, but you know, and, but I'm always going to push, but you're doing the work. You're in the arena every day, but it's beautiful that you have this, you know, kind of bigger, longer vision. I think that's important because it keeps you moving towards something. Right. And yeah. And I I was smiling like, smirking (laughs) when you mentioned the tattoo, because I literally just put out, um, when Kobe died, I I created like this, um, kind of like a tribute solo sode going through his 10 rules. And I expressed that one thing that I often say to myself, which may sound morbid, but it's, I explained why it is not, is that I I remind myself essentially that I'm going to die. And I don't, you know, I probably don't need to explain, but I will for the listeners. Um, it's not morbid. What it does is it says to me rocks. This is no fucking dress rehearsal. You go, you go. I don't care how hard, I don't care what, like you, you do it, you do it with everything you got. You go all in and, 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 and it, it literally is what keeps me moving through my life like this. And I love that you also say, and I say this often as well, but you know, if I, if it all ended today, I win, Mm. I fucking win. And I win because internally I am happy. Do I have everything fulfilled? No, Mm. Mm. (laughs) that would almost be boring. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what is that? You know, you gotta be hungry. You gotta, you even need like the pain of not having certain things fulfill you right now to, to be, because that's going to keep you driving forward and keep you learning it. Hopefully it depends on, you know, or champion or victim mindset. Right. But, uh, but, but overall it's just, no, I mean, I do feel, and I want to live a long, healthy life. Obviously I invest in that every day, but just to say that if it all ended now, I feel like I win. And this goes back to the beginning as well. Even for the fact that I wake up on a daily basis feeling like, fuck yeah, let's do this shit. And I just want to say, and I'm putting this out there with it. And I know my listeners know me. Like, it's not like I'm waving this. Oh, everything is great. It's all happy and all fucking perfect. No, man, it's not. It's fucking hard. I think I just look at hard different than most people. You know, challenge for me is like, let's do this shit, motherfucker. You know, yeah, you're you're using it. The 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 Buddhist life is dukkha, which means life is suffering. That's a key tenet of Buddhist philosophy, and it's not to make us all feel horrible. It's basically to say, hey, look, you're going to suffer no matter what choice you make. So choose what you're going to suffer for. And you very clearly have said, hey, I know it's going to be hard and wherever I, whichever direction I go. And what I mean by that, by the way, is if you have money, 
you suffer because there's a lot of choices and people judge you for your money or they, they want stuff from you. If you don't have money, you don't get those things. And so you suffer from that. You suffer from, you know, sort of being poor and not being able to have materialistic things. If you have a lover, you, you suffer because you don't get a lot of freedom and you, you may feel smothered at times or mm-hmm. your, your time isn't your own. If you don't have a lover, you suffer because you're lonely and, you know, that kind of thing. And so it doesn't matter what direction you go in. Yeah. You're going to suffer. And so the grass is not greener. It's just choose what you suffer for. And you have decided, and I think I am working on too, being like, this is what I'm going to suffer for. I know it's not going to be the, the fun all the time. And at times I'm going to hate it, but I made this choice. It's part of my purpose. It's part of my why. It's part of the direction I'm driving. And that is, I think, the key to fulfillment. And I use fulfillment rather than happiness because I do think it is about my signature strengths being used in a way to positively impact the world. That's the difference. Yeah, I love that. And fulfillment, when you think about it, it is, it's more 5D. It's way more sensorial. It's way more, you know, it's just more dimensional, you know, happiness is like one dimension. And to me, it feels very fleeting and not as there's not as much substance. Okay. So two more things. Well, like one question, and then I do these rapid fire words. And so my question, were you going to say something? (laughs) No. Question is, if you had a magic wand, I know you do. Um, what, and you could, you know, offer the masses one positive, you know, habit that they can, you know, add to their life. And it could be anything. It could be food. It could be mindset. It could be whatever Jade feels like. I feel like you've got several. What would that be? Yeah. This answer comes to me immediately and we already kind of touched on it. But to me, it's that to realize that your pain to solve your pain, look to heal that pain in other people. Like that is the thing that I think I would just give them that insight. And I also think the reason I would do that is because that to me immediately makes the world a better place. It stops all the nonsense that we see because most of the nonsense we see is people in pain Mm -hmm. who are trying to pass that pain on. Instead, this, this magic spell that I could cast would go, your pain is there so you can heal that same pain in others and therefore all the pain stops getting passed on. So to me, it comes to me immediately that, and it's a, such a good question. Oh, thank you. That's yeah. such a good answer. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Before I shoot my rapid fire words, is there anything that you, I know we talked about a lot, but is there anything that people don't ask you much of and you want to speak more on? I like I. You know, I, I, I don't think so. Like, okay. I loved, like, every aspect of this, I think. Uh, you know, you were so kind and gracious to let me go in all my areas of interest, which I just, I love. I think it's, it's often, ours. Yeah, right? So, like, it's, <laughs> it's like, like it's I, think it's, I think it's that thing where you and I so vibe in those ways. So yeah. I just love, there's nothing else. I'm like, oh, my God, it's like the perfect, you know, interview. Yay. I don't want it to end. Because we get to touch on all the things, you know. So, yeah. no, I mean, I feel like this was, like, um, charged me fulfilled. up just being, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel fulfilled. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Ready for rapid fire words? I'm ready. So whatever, go. top of mind, top of heart, um, both. Love. Uh, love, um, to me, is sharing. It's uh, it's basically, to me, love is synonymous with purpose. I love that. Mm. Fear. Ooh, fear is, uh, my first word that comes to mind is easy. And the reason, not easy because I think fear is easy, but to me, fear is the path to easy. So people say false expectations appearing real. I think find, engage, and resolve is what I, how I look at fear. And fear is an opportunity. Um, fear leads to life being a little easier. Did you create that? 
Um, I'm like, yeah. your breakdown of Yeah, well, you know, you and I both. Oh, I'm like, always, that's I'm so always, good. Yeah, I'm always breaking. I'm always like doing it's weird so stuff good. like that. No. <laughs> like, there he goes again. Um, challenge. Um, yeah, challenge to me, life is challenge. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. It's, uh, there's no guarantee. It's always going to be changing. So to me, I'm like change and challenge. The reason that we loved our 15 to 25 year old is because change and challenge constantly, new loves, breakups, new learning, uh, failures, uh, all these things. That's what makes excitement. So to me, change equals challenge. Love it. Courage. Uh, yeah, this one, courage is, um, well, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is stoicism because it's one of the four virtues of stoicism. But, you know, courage is a, an interesting thing but because to me, it, if, you, if you had not said fear, I probably would have said courage equals fear because, again, it goes back to what we just said. To me, courage doesn't, doesn't just jump up. You don't just have it. It's something that you earn. And so it goes to what you were saying before, where it's like, you know, don't rise to the occasion, create the occasion. It, courage comes out of mm-hmm. training. Yeah. You know? The reps. It, it comes out of the reps. You don't just, you don't just have someone who stands on the front line and has a horde charging them right. and they stand there for the first time. No, they train for that. And by the way, to me, if you want purpose. Think about a warrior. This is what I do. Think about a warrior standing on the front lines, charging. The only reason you're standing still is because you know that there's something much bigger than your life. And that to me is purpose, which I think we could say that's the whole theme here. So courage comes out of purpose as well. That's dope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I just went to Gladiator. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like, it was like, yeah, yeah it's all melted well, you want to know it's funny? Okay, so here's something so interesting that I love about life, all of you listening. So she, her mind went to Gladiator. Guess what I was thinking when I was saying that? Gladiator. Like, that's you? the movie I was picturing in my head. Isn't that interesting? So like, One of the best movies yeah, ever. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Cosmic. Uh, okay, two more. Okay. Resilience. Resilience, my favorite, my favorite thing. Like to me, resilience and resolve. Like to me, it's get up. You know, it's um. There's this whole again, leap in the net will appear. So I have mm-hmm. like I have actually distinctions for resilience. To me, it's leap and weave the net as you fall. So when I think resilience, I think that. I also think engagement. Right. I'm like that's where that's built. That's dope. <laughs> You guys, class is in session over here. I love it. I love it. It's like, Jay, that's dope. That's dope. (laughs) Okay, last word, excellence. Uh, Okay, yeah. Excellence is is hard. This one's hard for me, actually, because um, I never feel, um, I I would say what comes to mind is unachievable, right? Like, I just go like... It's it's just on it's it's a target like I'm I'm approaching it but I'll never reach it you know so it almost just feels like um, I want I'm, I'm I'm working towards it but I just feel like I'm always gonna come up short and and that's okay so it's like it's a lesson right where I'm just like I don't need to you know be perfect because excellent to me is synonymous with with perfect. With per- yeah. yeah no I love that because I I hashtag a lot chasing excellence and it's mm-hmm. exactly why you know when my brother one of my brothers. Um, Mike Spice is a strength and conditioning coach. He's a jujitsu black belt. He's just, he's a philosophy, like, yeah, all day long. He's crazy. Uh, and one day we were talking, he was on the podcast. We were talking and something about drinking came up. He doesn't drink. I don't drink. I might have an organic glass of red wine on a random occasion. I'm in Italy or whatever. And he's like, man, 
there's no time to fucking drink when you're chasing excellence. And the way he put it was so powerful. And it's true, though. It's like this carrot. And for me personally, it's a positive carrot because you're right. It is unattainable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that, you know, that, sorry, that makes me think of jujitsu. And I'll connect all these dots right now because I am... I never want the the growth and the learning to stop. So you could be the most incredible black belt in jujitsu, like three times over. You're, you've got the red belt, whatever. You're never going to get to the center of the Tootsie roll. Mm. Remember that commercial, yeah, right? Absolutely. And that's, I think that's what's so provocative about it. It's like you, you just don't, as much as you know, there's always something more to learn. And I think... And that is just my approach to life, period. And that's, I want to only live this way where I don't ever want to. And it's not to say that I don't embrace, like when we think of excellence, I am so proud of who I am, what I've accomplished. It's not like, oh, I'm not good enough. Keep going. No, not at all. I feel fucking great. But I want to wake up every day and go, well, what? what's better? What does better feel like? What does better sound like? What is better, you know, like what's better impact? How could you, you know, all the things. So anyways. You know, what struck me too in this whole conversation, it's really interesting. It's like you and I both use a lot of, like we both have a lot of sayings, a lot of frameworks. Mm -hmm. And and it's like, I love, because like if I'm going to have one episode I send people to for all the frameworks and all the (laughs) sayings and excellence, so that last thing is like part of chasing it, Mm -hmm. like it is having these things in your head, like what your brother just said. Like to me, I go, I don't want to, I don't want to drink as much anymore. Like that's when you have something so powerful where you're like, that's going to help me. That's why I think for those who are listening, I think that's why a lot of people who are like pushing this do come up with these own, these, they're basically all they are is internal mantras. Exactly. Like I repeat these things to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not rise to occasion. It's create occasion. Not everything happens for a reason. It's, it's, it's choose a reason. It's, I think that's why we do that. So it's just striking to me. I'm like, oh, you know, she does all that too. She has all these little things that yeah. keep her going, that her brain latches to, to help her do the thing. No, it's so true. One last thing I'll drop on you just because we're, Nothing means anything except the meaning you decide to give to it. Came to me in meditation one day. Mm, I, I love it. I was troubled and I was like, Muse, what, are, yeah. what is this? Whatever. And she's like, Rocks, nothing means anything except the meaning you decide to give to it. And isn't Fucking that interesting? Baller. Because that concept and it's, and you expressed it in such a brilliant, like succinct way. And that concept, if you look, you know, it's a universal truth because it's everywhere in philosophy, all of them, Eastern philosophy, Western philosophy, right? It's yeah. it's like you'll see echoes of that thought. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. You're amazing. So are you. <laughs> I'm <just> like, so are you. <laughs> I feel like I'm on Pluto right yeah. now. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. How do every how does everybody keep up with you? Instagram, you like I said in the beginning, mm-hmm. you drop such great content there. Your books, all I mean, everything's in the show notes. You know how this goes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so Shoot. sweet. No, you know what? I just check me out on Instagram. We're all there, right? So like yeah. that's where me and Roxy like hang out. And yeah. I, anybody who's not there, you know, find me there at JTita. But if you're not there, jtita.com is my website. And all my all my stuff is there, but I mean, and you know, I'm I do my best. Uh, I get a lot of DMs and stuff like that, but I do like when people DM me and ask me questions and stuff. I think it's, 
it's again, I love that feedback. You know, we talked mm-hmm. about that whole thing about feedback. I love that. Like, so um, definitely hit me up on DM and, you know, I'll try to answer your questions. It gets busy sometimes, but I always try to get back to people. So, yeah. Yeah, you're amazing. Thank you so much. You guys, I barely even tapped into the brilliance of this man, honestly. So no, you need seriously. it. No, but it's so true. I like, I barely scratched the shirt. There's so many areas we could have gone into too, but um, I got to get you back on here. So I, I am so grateful for you. And, and you. it's funny, like, just so you guys know, know who are listening like hanging out with her i'm like my whole face hurts just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like constant constant joy so no you're the best thanks for giving thank me a platform so to, to teach oh no it's an honor and a privilege thank you thank so much you. thank you for being a fucking rad contributor yeah you too all right you guys peace out <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning into this episode, you guys. If you loved it, please share it on your social. Throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'm at Black Belt Beauty. I am also at Roxy Look, R-O-X-Y-L-O-O-K. I love connecting with you guys. This is a conversation that I want to just continue growing with you guys. So if you feel inspired to hit me up, do so in that space. I always enjoy hearing from you. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by rating it and reviewing it via iTunes. It's such supportive help, you guys. It really helps the visibility of this podcast. So I appreciate and thank you in advance for doing that. And last but not least, if you are interested in starting your own podcast, or perhaps you already have one and you need help with you know editing your audio and the production of it, I cannot recommend my producers enough. Resonate Recordings, you guys, they are the bomb. I rely on them. They are an absolute supportive tool to me and my podcast. So check them out and let them know that Black Belt Beauty sent you. And on that note, you guys, I'm signing off with all my love and always looking forward to catching you on the next. Oh, my God.